0: It's time. Landerscott turned it over to Horvath. Right to the slot, Patterson scores. Is there anything this kid can't do for locked on Canucks? Now Patterson out on the right wing side. Saucer pass left circle. Besser shoots and scores. It was good that Brock Lesnar got a goal. You got to do it. To the, the kids continue to get it done with Justin Morissette. He's a weird dude. Yeah. It's good to have weird dudes. Yes, that's right. It is your Locked On Canucks podcast for Tuesday, April the 6th, 2021. My name is Justin Morissette and uh, obviously uh, a bit of a heavy weekend, a bit of a heavy week, honestly, for news around the team. It's been uh, hectic. I was on uh, the update desk at Sportsnet 650 and News 1130 Sports for uh, all, pretty well all day on Saturday and right through the morning on Sunday as well. And um You know, not fun topics to report on, but uh, I did, of course, uh, join Sarah Avampato of the Locked On NHL National Show, earlier in the week on Sunday night to discuss the situation that has just ravaged the Canucks locker room and basically put a halt to their schedule at the moment. That is, of course, the fact that they have had a very serious COVID-19 outbreak that is largely believed to be uh, the P1 Brazilian strain uh, of the virus as well, a much more dangerous variant. And uh, we're going to get all that into all that in just a second, but... Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a heavy one. I'm going to be back again tomorrow with uh, with another show, maybe talking Thatcher Demko, probably talking a heck of a lot more about this COVID situation. But I just thought that, you know, I already had this interview with uh, Sarah on the Locked On NHL National Podcast. And um, if I were to record a show right now, I would be saying all of these same things. Really nothing has changed since we recorded this, other than uh, there have been two more cases on the team. Uh, Nils Hoaglander and Jake Vertanen now added to the COVID list as well but beyond that the situation largely remains unchanged and with uh, that said here it is my chat with uh, Sarah
1: Avampato. So the big news story that is dominating uh, the NHL news and really it's kind of leaking outside of NHL news corridors and really just sort of hitting anyone who covers sports is uh, the Vancouver Canucks who progressively have had more and more players added to the COVID protocol list in what is now basically a full-blown COVID outbreak among the Canucks. And so we have on the show today, Justin Morissette, old friend of the program, uh, jumping back on Locked on NHL to give us the details on what's going on with the Canucks. And Justin, as always, a pleasure to talk with you, but I wish that we were talking about something other than uh, what is going on with the Canucks right now.
0: Absolutely, Sarah. I was about to say the same thing. A pleasure to be here. It's just unfortunate that it comes under such circumstances because, yes, with the updated uh, COVID protocol list that the NHL put out on Sunday afternoon, the Canucks number is now up to 16 people on the COVID protocol list, which, like, it must be pointed out even though it's kind of a moot point, as we're going to get to in just a second here, that being on the protocol list does not necessarily mean that you've tested positive for COVID. It means you're being monitored or that you're a close contact of someone who has tested positive. Uh, You know, for example, Canadian fans will remember about two weeks ago, we had our first positive tests in the North Division uh, with the Montreal Canadiens Joel Armia and Yasperi Kotkaniemi. In the end, Kotkaniemi did not actually have COVID-19. Unfortunately, even though this is very interesting, and I wish that it gave some hope that not every single one of these guys actually did have the virus, uh, there's been reporting locally here in Vancouver, Patrick Johnston of the Vancouver province saying that uh, of the 14 names that were on the list previously to the latest update uh, on uh, Uh, on Sunday, uh, including a 15th coach who does not get included in that uh, group, but is also someone who's being monitored. Uh, 14 of the 15 uh, actually did have confirmed positive cases. And the most scary part of this, Sarah, right now is that it is not just normal COVID we are looking at, uh, at least in some of these cases, I can't say for all of them, but I would be surprised if it's not the majority, given if it's some, you know, this is how this virus spreads. We are looking At the P1 variant, which uh, originated out of Brazil initially, it is said to be two and a half times uh, more transmissible than the uh, normal strain of COVID-19. It is also something that does have a serious health impact on young people who might uh, be more uh, asymptomatic, I guess, if they had caught the the more common uh, strain of the virus. So uh, two concerns there, not just the fact that this is already one of the biggest outbreaks that we've seen in North America, American professional sports to date, it's also the first outbreak that we've seen uh, that includes a variant strain of the virus, and it is a particularly frightening variant at that.
1: Now, is there, you know, uh, like in tracing things back to when this started and when players started first going on the COVID list, is there any sort of indication of, you know, how this snowballed from one guy to basically out of control? Like, is there any idea of just where it came from? Um,
0: Yeah, I mean, I was first concerned because when those cases with the, the Habs were announced two weeks ago, Vancouver had just played Montreal, like literally the day before and yet the NHL was kind of insistent that there was no possibility that there had been any sort of cross-contamination there. I would have preferred to see them you know, shut things down just as a precaution. In the end, ultimately that proves to be another moot point because uh, Adam Goddett was the first confirmed case on the Canucks, and uh, in speaking with his wife Michaela, I can tell you that uh, they were told by the team after having told them everything that they'd done in their uh, you know, personal lives over the last couple of weeks, that this did come uh from community contact to it, it was uh picked up you know being out of the house probably picking up groceries or something as simple as that so uh godet was the first one to pick it up through community tracing and uh from there you know i think there is an inherent flaw in the way that the nhl was conducting itself here that didn't prove to be costly until this past week because when Godette got that positive test he was actually removed from the ice at the time. He was on the ice practicing with the second unit power play. Somebody had to come out and tell him he had tested positive and remove him from the group. At that point, Sarah, it's way too late, right? Like, I'm pretty sure if you were to look at the way the NBA has handled this business this year, if you were to look at maybe not Major League Baseball because they've got their problems too, mm-hmm. certainly, but... <laughs> I'm pretty sure that the NHL is the only sports league that's operating right now that is allowing guys to uh, participate as normal before their test results come back, because that comes from maybe uh, an overconfidence and arrogance that Mm -hmm. we haven't had a problem here with the league so far. Everything was safe in the bubble playoffs last year. We're good. This is just a formality to do those tests. Get out there. Let's practice. That is a very, very costly decision because that's the way it spread, right? If you had caught it when it was just Godette, you could have isolated him and maybe this would have been uh, uh, something that would have happened anyways because you probably caught it too late given the nature uh, of this virus. You're already transmitting it when you're not even symptomatic, really. So um, I guess they were kind of maybe doomed no matter what happened here, especially with a variant that is extra contagious. But it is sort of disheartening to see... The sort of uh, like Mickey Mouse way that this was seemingly handled in a player being pulled off the ice with a positive test. Like at that point, you have to know that mm-hmm. everyone he's on the ice with, everyone he's been in contact with. probably all going to test positive as well and Sarah, that is exactly what the NHL is anticipating right now. Like We do have 16 Canucks currently on the list in Jalen Chatfield, Travis Boyd, uh, Thatcher Demko, Alex Edler, Adam Gaudette, Travis Hamanick, Jace Harluck, uh, Braden Holtby, Bo Horvat, Quinn Hughes, Zach McEwen, Mark Michaelis, Tyler Mott, Tyler Myers, Antoine Roussel, and Brandon Sutter. It would be easier to tell you which Canucks are not on the COVID protocol Mm -hmm. list right now. Um, But the NHL is fully anticipating that by week's end, it will be every single person on the team testing positive. And we do know as well that there are two additional cases on the taxi squad that do not get uh, listed on the protocol list for some reason. And uh, not just one, but three members of the coaching staff are uh, being monitored at the moment as well. And we'll get back to that in just a second. But first, I want to tell you. About auto parts. Yes, we know, folks, that going to a garage, going to uh, have your car looked at, can be an exhausting experience. Of course, there are so many makes and models these days that anywhere you go, probably not going to have the specific part that your car requires, anyways. And you know how those guys are when you're in there. They don't have the part that you need, but they're going to try and sell you something that you don't. That is not the case, however, for the good folks at rockauto.com. Yes, rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for the last 20 years. If you go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts, From hundreds of manufacturers, you are always going to find what you need. They have everything from engine control modules to brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices that you prefer. And best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much to get the same parts when you can go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write LOCKED ON in the How Did You Hear About Us box so you know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at RockAuto.com.
1: Yeah, and I think you raised a good point, too, about how, you know, Adam Gaudet was playing before they pulled him off the ice. And this this isn't the first time that we have heard that happen of a guy getting pulled in warm ups or getting pulled in the second period or practicing in that morning and then can't, gets pulled, up, like pulled from the roster before a game because of a, a positive test. And like you said, like they've been playing with fire in a way of allowing this sort of lax, you know, protocol to to happen. And now we do have that worst case scenario of one guy was allowed to practice while waiting for his test results. And now we see where we're at. And I feel like every time it's happened, you know, fans and media and stuff have been like, why, why are we doing this? Like, why are we allowing players on the ice who don't have a test result in yet or whatever? Like, this is ridiculous. And everyone's been like, well, it's been fine. And clearly now it is not.
0: Yeah. And it's kind of I hate the fact that uh, the fan inclination is to uh, blame a player, that this must be the fault of someone who broke the bubble or has done something Mm -hmm. reckless, uh, you know, hooked up with a girl when they're not supposed (laughs) to right now or whatever. Like there's all sorts of mud like that being thrown around. I really wish we could see uh, more of the human side of this because. Uh, it, like especially with something like p1 that is so much more transmissible and so much more dangerous you know there are people who are thinking that this reflects badly on the canucks that as an organization they should have been able to present the, p- to prevent this you know i i feel bad for them if people do have that perception because What are the Canucks supposed to do about the fact that Vancouver is the epicenter right now in North America for this P1 variant that came from Brazil? It's currently spreading. You're starting to see examples of it popping up uh, in Alberta and Ontario and maybe in the States as well. But, you know, in North America, the first city to really have a big problem with it. Uh, was probably Whistler, British Columbia and it made its way down into the lower mainland too. You know, Anecdotally, we don't get the evidence necessarily handed to us by the local government in terms of where spread is happening and, and so on etc. All we are given are numbers uh, in terms of the health area that cases are happening. But if you are you know an active member of your community or if you're you know, going out for a, a daily run or whatever, or even if you're trying not to go out and are ordering food off of the apps mm-hmm. to stay in your home, you are going to notice that a lot of your favorite restaurants and spots like that are currently undergoing temporary mm-hmm. closures. And what does that mean? It probably means their entire staff has gotten infected with the P1 variant as well. It is just slicing through our city right now uh, like a Bushido blade, basically. <laughs> it's It's insane. And it's really unfortunate that, of course... It made its way through to the Canucks as well. But I think there has to be a lesson there, which is look at what Vancouver was doing. This is a massively secure operation that had Mm -hmm. all kinds of stringent protocols and an enormous PPE budget. It still destroyed their entire system in a matter of days. This thing is very dangerous. We need to be taking it seriously. And I hope that this can spark a kind of paradigm shift about the way this virus spreads and the severity of it as well, because there's so many people in the fandom right across hockey, right across the world, outside of hockey fandom, people Mm -hmm. in general are of the belief that if you catch this virus, it's no big deal, right? Especially if you're uh, a young person or athletic or in great shape as all of these guys are. Mm-hmm. They are still getting hit with it really, really hard this week. We had a report on Friday night that the Canucks have been sending, uh, you know, a team medical staff to administer IV drips in players' homes. They are that uh dehydrated and being rocked by this thing. It's extremely serious. We need to take this seriously again, especially when we are so close to a vaccine. And um, I think that's kind of the most disappointing part is that, The NHL did not have to do this, you know, they did not have to start their season in January, especially Mm -hmm. when we were so close to having a vaccine available to not just the American teams, but really all teams. If you had just held off and started the season in March, for example, let's say, um, you wouldn't be dealing with this sort of thing. Instead, they just decided that, you know, we really want next year to be able to start at the normal October time that a Mm -hmm. season does That is such incredible, like business minded short sightedness to make this whole thing so much worse. And I can't really fault the NHL for it because I feel like everyone is making those kind of decisions right now, whether it's business, personal, government, everybody is making the assumption that, oh, if we just, you know, we're so close to this being over. And those decisions, as we're seeing here in Vancouver, um, have only made things worse, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, and I feel like the, the point that I feel like all of us have been kind of beating since all of this first started is that, you know, COVID especially has a lot of cardiovascular uh, issues. There's a lot of uh, college athletes, for example, who we know have had heart problems after this and uh, baseball players who have had to not play and football players and everything. And we, oh, we all know that that, you know, hockey is intense in in that regard. And we've had hockey players in the past with heart issues that uh, have cut their career short. And to now have so many players on this team and and in the league, really, with this virus, with this variant that is even more severe, uh, you know, you can only wonder what, you know, what that's going to do for their health, let alone, you know, their futures in their career. But just these are young men in the prime of their health, and they still are struggling with this.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, uh, there have been a number of studies out of Europe that say even if you're a, a young person who was asymptomatic, who never really displayed any sort of symptoms or, or was hit by this heart at all, there's still deep damage and scarring that's happened to your lungs and heart that you're not even aware of, that might not become evident for several years down the line. And, yeah, when we look at hockey, like you said – I think it's one of the most cardio-driven sports on the planet, personally. Soccer is fake to me. I don't believe that it exists, but, uh, you know, (laughs) like, um, (laughs) it's it's predetermined as much the same way professional wrestling is. Uh, Hockey, now, there's a real sport. Anyways, uh, (laughs) like, you know, you are risking so much long-term damage to guys who are both your established stars now and guys who are just at the start of their careers and are supposed to carry this league for decades to come. It is heartbreaking to me to see a guy uh, like Quinn Hughes be on that list because, mm-hmm. you know, uh, this is a city that has pinned all kinds of hopes to that guy, but it's not just him. It's every single one of these mm-hmm. guys, whether they are uh, young or old. There's a lot of guys on that list, Tyler Myers and Travis Hammonick in particular, who have children who are immunocompromised. Mm-hmm. And, and are being put in a very difficult situation. Travis Hamanick, we all know, he requested a trade out of the uh, New York Islanders several years ago because his daughter has respiratory issues and he wanted her to be close to home, to be receiving proper medical care and have family around that could help uh, you know, deal with this. This is why he agreed to sign for probably less than he could have to stay in Western mm-hmm. Canada because that's where he wants to be. And to see that, end up with him getting covid and his daughter who already has respiratory issues being exposed potentially to this it's just so tragic it honestly breaks my heart
1: yeah it it is rough and i think that it, it, this is one of those things that i think that it doesn't matter what team you're a fan of what you know what your rivalry is who who you hate on a team you know this is something that you know no one wants to see and and no one Wants to to have long-term repercussions, and I, I think we're only going to have to hold our breath and wait uh, to see what happens. And we'll get back to that in just
0: a second. But right now, I want to tell you that Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA and the NHL are still in full swing, and Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality television. It is updated real time with odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sports book experts.
1: Um, I will close with I know the question that I personally hate having to ask it, but this is a hockey show and it is something that. I'm sure is on a lot of people's minds. What does this mean for the Canucks? When, you know, what? when will things unpause, if ever, really?
0: Uh, well, it's so absurd to me that as we're recording this on, you know, Sunday evening, I hope this is not the case as people listen to this on Monday. But as we're talking right now, Sarah... The Canucks are scheduled to play the Calgary Flames on Thursday and Saturday of this week. Those games have not been postponed yet, despite the fact it would be insane to expect this roster to be able to play. They don't have a single goalie available to them. Their entire team essentially is on COVID protocols and is going to be shut down for you know the next two weeks at least. And you've got Bill Daly giving comments to Sportsnet over the weekend that the league is not contemplating at all. Uh, shortening the Canucks season or or allowing them to play less than the 56 scheduled games when Look, let's be honest, the Canucks are not making the playoffs this year. This was a a lost season for them before any of this happened anyways. And a lot of the games that are going to be postponed over the next little while are against the Calgary Flames and the Ottawa Senators, who, again, let's be honest, are not going to make the playoffs either. So what the fuck is the point of playing those games, honestly? And I'm sorry to swear, but this is a really, really (laughs) important point for me because Mm -hmm. it's just... It's a level of callousness and business minded decisions to say that, oh yeah, though like uh, this is you know, ravaging these guys, and some of them might n- not recover within the two week time frame. You don't know. You just don't know what this disease. Um, it's really disappointing to see them say, uh, that they have no plans to shorten the season right now. I hope that changes, uh, significantly. I don't know if this is the end of Vancouver's season altogether. It very mm-hmm. well might be Elliot Friedman on the panel on hockey night on Saturday was saying that is a possibility that the league will have to, ex- uh, assess as guys get further along in their recovery. But, you know, I would be shocked. W- what, when are, when are we recording this right now? What's the date? It is April 4th at the moment. Yep. Um, I would be shocked if we saw them play... Uh, again before, I don't know, the 21st It's just yeah. it's just not feasible Honestly, it isn't And when it's the whole team, once they're out of this They're going to need practice time to recover right. You can't just throw them right back into the fire And also, why would you Do that? We've seen that this is Dangerous, mm-hmm. I don't want other Teams flying into Vancouver to play Here when the, the, the P1 strain is tearing this city Apart, I don't want any other team To go through this Um And I think the NHL really needs to uh, take a long, hard look in the mirror and be honest with themselves about what their actual priorities are. You need to protect your players first and foremost. And uh, I I would be fine if the Canucks didn't play a single game for the rest of the year after this. But uh, I do suspect that they will, unfortunately.
1: Well, we will... uh... Hope for the best and certainly I'm keeping all those guys uh, in my thoughts. And of course us here all at Locked on NHL are just hoping that everyone comes out of this with their health and, you know, to heck with hockey games and, and all of that. That's not important at all at this point. But uh, thank you so much for joining the show today, for explaining all that is going on Uh, with Vancouver. Again, really hoping that everything turns out well for all those guys. For people who want to hear more from you uh, and hear more about uh, what is happening with the Canucks and keep up with this new story, where can they find you?
0: Uh, of course you can find me on Twitter at Justin Morris. Uh, the podcast is locked on Canucks. I know I have not been the best at putting episodes out over the last <laughs> little while, while I had a broken leg as the result of a, of a very unfortunate criminal assault, but, uh, I am back now. And it's unfortunate that all of the news I have to talk about is relatively horrible, but Hey, they also signed Thatcher Demko this week. So that's something.
1: Yeah. yeah. There you go. There you go. <laughs>
0: Well, thanks, Sarah, for having me on and um, hope you enjoyed that. Like I said, I'll be back with another show tomorrow and we'll have shows right through the week now uh, here as well. Hoping to anyways. Come back and see if we do. I think I will. Uh, It's yes, it's good to be back. I just wish I had uh, some better news to talk about, unfortunately. Uh, Until tomorrow, I have been and will continue to be Justin Morissette. You've been locked in on Locked On Canucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.